Secret agent, super dumb. This is Simon Says on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rides, you're going to beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Stinker Madness. This is the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. You may have been expecting to hear a podcast about any given Sunday this week. Uh, instead, we had to uh, have a change of plans because it turns out that movie's two hours and 45 minutes long. And it's really just not that bad. It's just not good either. It's it's really not anything I like or want to talk about. It's 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's about 51% after you watch it. I think it's about 32 But. I got vetoed. Yeah. You didn't get vetoed, Jackie. That is not how it works. You know that. You're just trying to make it seem like you're some tragic figure in this whole situation. I am. I am. <laughs> it was so sad, listeners. I I got vetoed. And then they were like, why don't you pick another movie? And I had to scramble. It was like a whole deal. And I wanted to stay on the same vein as Sam. I and was I, actually shaking a summer sausage at her the whole time, being like, I can't eat this snack until you get the movie. You have to pick <laughs> one now. I'm hungry. That's right. And he had like the cheese was already cut and it was getting kind of stale. And it was so much pressure. But I ended up picking uh Simon says with Dennis Rodman, which makes this basically like a uh, an NBA stars and film supplement. Yeah, it's like a if we get one more Dennis Rodman, and probably the last because these are the only real the two that he did. We've now done both that were worth doing, and it's it's interesting because just last week when we did uh, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. We decided that Dennis Rodman was the worst out of the three. He was worse than Shaq and Dr. J, and yet we've fallen him, Dr. J, up with more of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> well, you don't know, yeah, this, this movie could have changed your mind. Oh? Yeah. I mean, did it, did it change anybody's nope. mind? <laughs> did not. Okay, me, despite, me either. Despite him being the worst part of Double Team, though, he is not the worst part of Simon Says. He is not. In fact, he is probably arguably the best part of Simon Says. He I just did the. I, I don't is know. Is he the best actor in Simon Says? No. 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 Who's the best actor in Simon Says? Ashton. The bad guy? The bad guy that sucks so bad. Oh, no. Not possible. That guy was awful. He is. He's not even an actor. That's why. Jerome Predon. De Predon. The uh, French singer. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you two. The best actor in this whole film was Fatty. The, no, the late great the, John oh, okay. uh, John Panette. No, Fatty. That's how her oh. name is in the credits. It's Fatty, but she is the um, housekeeper. Well, she doesn't have a line, so that doesn't count. She just makes this arbitrary look at at uh, the the monk and is like, uh, uh-uh, don't like it. Which I don't blame her. Was it that lady, or was it the lady that was smoking when the? Yeah, it's the smoking lady. Right. Next to the wooden pirate. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, That's fatty. The cleaning lady. Who's so, because at that point, you could actually nominate the wooden pirate as the best actor. <laughs> right. <actress. laughs> right. Uh, before really we nailed get, it. Before we get going, 
I want to say uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, support us there if you want to help us out uh, improve the show. Uh, go to sneakermadness.com forward slash Patreon. This episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. So thank you guys, as always. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, also, email us, talk at sneakermadness.com if you would like to comment on any of our episodes, share movies that you would walk, want to recommend, or uh, have any bad movie news that you would like us to uh, get to on the show. And if you want to be on the show, what? What? You now can. Anybody. All you need is one of those future devices called a cell phone. Or even a landline, because you can call us now. Landlines? Land what? What? Again? <laughs> is that a future phone? Or what, what happened voice to... over IP? That's a thing, too. Well, that's actually what we're doing. We've got a voice over IP uh, voicemail system that you can call into, leave us a clever, funny voicemail, and... Uh, if it's good enough and we like it, we will put it on the show. Oh, my God. Do you know what this means? Mm -hmm. Fan mail for me in voicemail messaging. Go ahead and call and tell people how awesome I am and how much you love me. Someone. Now, that, that it's funny that you mentioned that because somebody could do that if they wanted to waste all of their time. <laughs> or they could say, why didn't you guys do any given Sunday? <laughs> And oh, then come a natural movie that you said that you were going to do six times and haven't done yet. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, the thing about the phone number, uh, it is way too uh, difficult to remember if I read it out on a podcast and by the end of this podcast, you were like, what the fuck was that phone number? Uh, you wouldn't remember. So I'm not even going to bother to say that. Instead, go to stinkermadness.com and uh, there is a phone icon at the very top. Just click that on your cell phone, and it'll automatically dial the line, and uh, you can go from there. Dude, I'm so excited for our first caller. Yeah. Who's We're going to make a big deal about it, too. Okay. The first voicemail that we get. It doesn't matter what you say. You could say fart burgers, not going to die, and we're going to play it. The first voicemail we're going to get actually is a uh, an Indian man saying, uh, hello, I would like to talk to you about your credit card solutions. Or when I first got my Google voice number like oh i'm gonna have one of these because you can right mm -hmm. i get this i got two messages both of them were obviously for someone else right like all right steve you know what happened let's just let's just try to be friends again man <laughs> we can't we can't let this be in between us i'm like who the fuck is steve so did you call him no. oh you should have called it doesn't him. make well that's the problem with the uh the google voice it didn't you don't like get this is where the number comes from. It just has this voicemail. So they don't leave the number to call back. You got no idea where it came from. Uh, they do. Oh. It's just buried. Like, oh. you have to dig for dig that for shit. It? It, well, I wasn't going to dig crap. for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad, though. Uh, I wonder if they worked things out. I hope so. Sure. I bet that Steve had a girlfriend, and the mysterious mystery caller had screwed the girlfriend, and now they're living together, and Steve is like, fuck you both. <laughs> I was only having sex with her to get closer to you, David. <laughs> God damn it, I love you, Steve. All right. You guys ready for Simon Says? Sure. Well, I Simon should, Says yes. I should proclaim at first that this is the second time I've seen this movie. And the first time I saw this movie, there's a time and a place for everything, and it's called college. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I experimented with heavily psychoactive drugs. Uh -huh. At one point, I watched this movie on said heavily psychoactive drugs, and I thought... Well, 
That can't be. It's a guy Simon says is about Dennis Rodman dressed as a bee and a guy acting like a dinosaur is a psychic. <laughs> and they have to like fight some mimes and shit. And there was a lot of explosions and bad karate. It must have been the drugs. Nope. It wasn't. <laughs> so what I have decided has actually happened that sometimes when you're on drugs, like things that are so real happen in front of you, the, the drug sort of like your brain goes, wait, I have to pay attention to this. The entire time I was watching Simon says the drugs just were watching the movie with me going, is that what's really happening? And I was like, yes, drugs, that's really happening. We can't keep up with this shit. Uh, we can't even help. And we can't even embroider this movie because it's that fucking bonkers. Right. Uh, yeah. Outlandish. Uh, not successful. <laughs> no. And where they get with this thing, like what they get 200,000. A 292, 292 is what Box 000. Office Mojo is claiming sure. that it made. Yep. You watch this thing and you can just, this just looks like any other DTV Hong Kong movie. It's surprising because uh, Box Office Mojo is also claiming that it had a 501 uh, theater release, which if you do the math, it was like 501, usually like a big box office movie is going to get like like several thousand theaters. Sure. But if you still think about 501 theaters, that's 10 theaters per state. That's not bad. Now, you may argue, well, who's this? box office mojo blah 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 which is one of your typical arguments and i understand who sure. the fuck is box office mojo uh but i do remember this having a theater release this came out to the theater and i said uh, no thank you yeah this is there's a lot of speculation on what happened with this thing i would make my own in that ringo lamb as you were to discover uh, what was it robert denny jr had bailed right that is last correct. minute yeah to, to be replaced by dan cook which oh boy yeah they're Whatever happened, Ringo Lamb was making this movie, and its projected budget of $10 million is probably not right either. Probably not. Um, it was going to be a big deal, then it wasn't. He just made the movie anyway. Looks like he put somebody else in charge of it, probably about halfway through. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they just pushed it out the door anyway. He was like, ah, oh, it's going to be DTV. Uh, and then Columbia's like, no, Dennis Rodman's still big enough. We'll put it Columbia. in theaters here. Columbia why Pictures. why they don't exist anymore. I had to get bought by someone. Columbia Pictures. This is the film, though, that made Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un friends. Oh? He saw this, <sighs> and he was like, I've got to be friends with that guy. He said, I'm six. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he like 31 right now? Yeah, he's not He's not old man, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but this... he looks old. It's that cheese leg that makes you look older than you are. No, but that's that's when he decided that him and Dennis Rodman were going to be super best friends. Uh, because he was six. Yeah, he was. I like... also decided that I was going to be best friends with uh, Dennis Rodman when I was six. That timeline doesn't line up. Well, either. way to no. go with your no fucking cheese leg. Now we're never going to have a famous friend. You fuck. Huh? You're a fuck. You're fucked. No, actually fuck you. <laughs> Dane Cook's not doing anything right now. If you guys are looking for friends, I'll take a hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm gonna burn a question right now. Right now, I saw this. Didn't like Dane Cook in it. Saw Dane Cook's later action. Was like, I really don't like this Dane Cook guy. Did this uh, make you like him less or more? It didn't change. I fucking hate Dane Cook. I found his performance in this to be a little bit uh, softening. With I was like, oh, you know what? I, I I I get what's happening to you right now here. I don't hate you as much. He turns into a sympathetic figure for you because sure. uh, he's such a he's such an ass clown that should have never had a fucking career at 
all. What's, and I, this is what this is like. This should have been his peak. This is his peak. I've I've got X amount of talent, and it says Simon says. I have a hard time. You know, what it, his deal is really is that early in his career, he was shitty Jim Carrey. And when yeah. Jim Carrey is doing the same things, I don't like it when he's doing them either. To be honest, the yeah. the it, the outwardly outlandish physical comedy, look at this weird face, that shit is painful for me to watch. Either one of them do it. Okay. What happens is, is I think that Jim Carrey ends up having some other actual funny material, uh, gets in some good movies. Dane Cook just becomes really shock jock comedian, and it sucks. For college campuses for about three years where only dudes that like snowboarding wins top earner for two years in a row in the comedy circuit whatever yeah. we say he hey. he's sure. crying all the sure. way to the bank he had I, a career i would rather stick my finger up my butt mm-hmm. hope for some poop to be underneath my finger now okay. and have to smell it for an hour mm. then watch a dean cook show uh, that's I... actually dane cook's joke oh and no the, the stinger was the logo for his second tour oh jesus oh god you damn it applied a Dane Cook to yourself. That's how permeating his awfulness is, Jackie. I hate you him so much. just got metaphorically uh, fingered by Dane Cook. No, I didn't, and that's gross. It's metaphorical. I would rather jump off a bridge, thank you. Uh, yeah, I Even if th- nobody else was doing it. Sticking your finger up your butt and then smelling your own shit finger uh, for an hour? I would do a lot worse things than enjoy Dane Cook. Like a lot, like, like. Have you ever been trapped in a car with somebody though that had one of his albums, and they're like, "He's the funniest guy ever," and they make you listen to it while you're driving to the bar, and you're like, "Oh my god, go fuck yourself! I can't wait to get out of this car. I'll take a cab back later." Uh ah, man, what is my lowest point that I would go for Dane Cook? Like to see Dane Cook for two hours live stand up. I would rather play E.T. the video game for two hours. Huh. I, I, I don't hate him that huh. much. I've had yeah. to. Well, this we, isn't about you. This is about me, uh, Sam. Sure. I've already had to see because we oh, one of our dear friends of the podcast, Chris, I, when I lived with him, he forced me to watch all of Dane Cook's material at one point. Didn't laugh, but I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. It's not torture. It is tortured for me. Yeah, it is I, I don't like it, but it's uh, since I've already been to hell and back, apparently. Now it's like, oh, I'd rather. Go watch a guy fuck around on a piano for two hours. Sure. Like, just blah, blah, blah. Like, a drunk guy just splashes fingers on a piano for two hours. I'd rather watch that. Well, of uh, course I'd rather watch that. He might fall off the stool. He I'd might. rather watch that than stick my finger up my butt. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything gross. I've already, I've already seen it. Uh, I would rather... I would rather walk on a floor made of scattered Legos. For two hours than spend two hours watching Dane Cook. My God. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather drink diet cherry soda (laughs) without a lemon slice. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You ever stepped on a floor made of Lego, Sam? I'd eat a cold chicken sandwich without salt. (laughs) My God, his act is terrible. He's not that bad. Uh, Dane Cook is. I think you are funnier than Dane Cook. I think you are funnier than Dane Cook, Sam. And he probably I don't, doesn't I don't think, think you're that. funny. <laughs> no, that guy fucking sucks. Hey, let me let me ask you this: Is he working now? 
Is he a big deal now? Do people like Dane Cook? Nobody likes Dane Cook. There's a reason we all fucking graduated college and realized, God, I was a fucking tool bag in college. Huh. Yeah. No, I was I was fucking awesome in college. It did, well, did you like Dane Cook? No. Right. There you go. You have no regrets. Anyways, enough about Dane Cook. Uh, you got nobody else in this movie, really, though. I the late they... great John Panette yeah, died. Yeah. Hey, we all laughed at you be here four hours on the buffet routine. That shit was funny. Oh. Sure, I was 12 the first time I saw it, but I laughed my ass off. Uh, he was a rounder. That guy was in the that guy was on the road for like 20 fucking years. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to take any flack on Panette. He was How a good comic. How much do you think he weighed? A lot. Film? And he yeah. died from it. Yeah. Actually, I think he died from a fucking speedball, but. Mm, well, that'll do it too. Yeah. Maybe he died from a speedball because he was fat. Like, he looked like you know. he was in pain a lot of this movie. It was kind of hard for yeah, me to dude. watch. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but it it was hard because you look at his feet and they're mm-hmm. pigeoned out mm-hmm. because he can't put his feet straight to walk. And, and just those physical activities that he was doing during the filming, it looked like it was just fucking killing him. He it, was obese. That's And, and, I, and it I was felt, part of his act. I it, felt really bad for him. Is... Fat equals funny. Is that still a thing anywhere? Like, like, is any comedian just like, oh, that guy's funny because he's fat? Like, well, is that the even... Mexican guy that's the funny fluffy? now? Fluffy. That's it. That's John Panette's act he's, pretty much over again. He's just the fat guy. I just thought if it was... he was skinny, he wouldn't be successful. I don't know. I just thought it was funny when Panette did it. I don't think the fluffy guy's that funny. Because I think fat equals funny should, like, fuck off. Like, fuck, that should not be a thing anymore. Yeah. Being fat, this fat, is a horrible experience for the person. If that's the only way that they can have a career, oh, you're funny because you're fat. Well, then you need to like say, you know what? I'm not going to be funny. I'll go get a job writing comedy. I won't do stand-up anymore because this is killing me. Sure. Well, you know, like, I don't know. Like when he was walking across the bridge with the sheep um, and they were doing the shots of his feet. You know, with the, the, you know, they were trying to pan in on the sheep, but you could see his feet. And as he was walking, it just looked terribly painful. And I, I don't have anything against fat people. No, I want to make that very not. clear. But when you're exploiting people's fatness, like ki- you're killing them so sure. that you can have a giggle or two here and there, fuck off. Actually, I think that's one of the things that makes Penneth's career sort of transcendent is that he did get his foot in the door with, hey, look at me, I'm fat, that I make laugh at the fat guy but then he had some very good observational comedy even in this i thought a lot of his Which is ad-libbing, fine, but he could do that while being thin sure but i thought his ad-libbing was actually the best out of anybody's ad-libbing in this picture yeah to say. right okay uh yeah just no uh if if be skinny and tell the same jokes or don't be skinny be skinny you're, maybe he's genetically morbidly obese what do you think? Uh, yeah but yeah you know what it's killing you it, it it's fine to him. be it's it fine him. to have extra weight but you know what? Everybody should try to be a little healthy. <laughs> I mean, I am not a fucking god of health. I mean, I'm just not. But eat a, eat a cold chicken sandwich with no salt on it once in a while, why don't you? Yeah, that's fucking gross. Nobody <laughs> wants to do that, right? But salt isn't bad for you. It's fine. But, you can you know, put the salt on the sandwich. I I get out and exercise and and try to eat healthy, but I'm not perfect at it, and I'm not a thin person uh-huh. by any means. Um. So, do you have a point to the end of this? 
I just I just want our listeners to take care of themselves and have a happy and long life. Yeah. And, full of health. And you can be funny without being the fat guy. Right. That's my point. Okay, let's are you guys ready to get into this? Now that we've had our moral soapbox moment. Yep. yep. The more you know. Thank Boing. you, Stinker Madness. Yes, I'm ready. Let's get this turd over with. Because uh, it's sh- swimming around the bowl. Uh, yeah. Okay. So these guys are Dennis Rodman and his two nutsacks, Team Douchebag, D- Douchebag Agency. They're CIA? Is that no, they're on? claiming to be Interpol because nobody yeah, knows Interpol. how Interpol works. Right, right. The investigative service that isn't part of law enforcement. Yeah, so they've made up this elite team of the three of them. I think they're freelancing. Okay. I don't have an argument to say they're not. Because they've got this thing where you've got Panette and this other dude that are pretending to be monks. Uh Uh-huh. And then they work for Simon. Right. Who is a guy Uh that can... Kick people? I sometimes. God. Ride a motorcycle with um a see-through shirt on that he has sewn on BMX crap. Sure, but if you were to describe him in terms of secret agent law enforcement or investigative because you can't just be like, oh, he's the guy that's dressed like a bee riding a motorcycle. That doesn't make equal secret agent. Right. Like, why is he special? And he can't be like. He, he steals guns. He can't. Well, he can't be commissioned. He can't be a guy that works for somebody because there's no fucking way that this is a real operation for Interpol. You're absolutely right. These guys are freelancing, but where do they get the money to do this? And what's their motivation? I don't know because they're watching. Colonel, General, Major, Colonel. He's a Colonel, right? Yeah, he's a Colonel uh, of the French military. I, I, I thought he was from Spain. Foreign Legion, maybe. Okay, I don't know. He's got the Foreign Legion hat on. Okay, I'll go with that. Maybe. Actually, he's got the fucking hat that the monkey wears when they turn the organ grinder. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it. I don't think that they know how the French military dresses in this movie. I'm going to be real honest with you there. Okay. Uh, well, for the first half of the movie, I'm going to admit, I was like, I don't think that they're in France. Because nobody looked French, right? It looked like they were in Spain. Okay, yep. and I and I was like, okay, this and, and like all the architecture and stuff looked Spanish to me. The people's jobs, professions, relationships, and motivations are pretty murky during Am- this film at all points. Ambiguous. Yeah. So we have a guy dressed as a bee on a motorcycle uh-huh. talking to two people dressed as monks. One of these people is controlling a remote control fly. Well, there seems to be a very odd deal going down at the dock somewhere. They're tracking an arms dealer, I guess. Oh, you have used information from later in the film, well, no, sir. They, they, he said, because it's my first note, <laughs> tracking down arms dealer. Oh, I think uh, you're they, making assumptions. No, they barely say it. Like, okay. oh, well, so does this movie. We're, so zooming okay. in, we're zooming in on the arms dealer, uh, okay. who is this character named Ashton. Yes. Who is French, we're thinking? I'm guessing. And very flamboyant. Sure. He is, uh, he's one of the kookiest villains I've ever seen. (laughs) Yes. And he seems to have a mob of 
motocrossers working for him. Right, and these motocrossers are there. They're they're following well the the, the he's going to meet up with this colonel guy who has some deal. I don't even know what the fuck this setup is, but they're like, "Oh yeah, well we're going to fuck up your car we're on the way to meet you you fuck meet up my your boss." Car. You want to do business with us? This is how we do business. We're going to fuck up your car. They, they spray it. paint it. That's all they do is and fuck up his they car. fuck up his car. And then a an Asian side henchman comes and kills his driver. Right. And they're like, yeah, you're going to make a deal with us now. And he's like, I don't think I am. I t- you fucked up my car and you killed my driver. An hour ago, I got a phone call. Uh, I'm I'm bankrupt. Just so you know. Sure. Uh, so when my phone rings and an arms dealer is like, "Hey, uh, just I'm just making some calls, uh, looking for colonels that uh, have some financial problems and see yeah. if they want to do some backdoor shady shit where they sell me some weapons. I- are you interested? Well, uh, where are you plan on meeting at the docks? It's nice by the docks. Let's go sure. meet at the docks. This sounds like a great deal." Hey, and man. then I show up and my car is fucking destroyed and my driver's dead. You think I'm going to do business with you assholes? I'm calling Kim Jong-un. He's six. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> you want to do some deal? I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall, man. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's do it. You can at least get a couple of fucking spears from him, I'm sure. Even a six-year-old. Spears? Yeah, why not? Be- spears? He's six. What's he got spears? That's what he can get a hold of on short notice. Yeah, it's probably like decorations in the palace. So it's Uh, like, well, nobody's going to notice. I think a six-year-old Kim Jong-un could get some better shit than spears. Come on, man. Backpack full of nine millimeters and some bubble yum. (laughs) Pudding packs. Which is better than this dock arms deal that's about to happen. I couldn't. I've seen it twice now. Once on drugs, once not. I don't know why you'd do this. You'd just be like, hey, I just fucked up your day. You're going to be ready to really deal with us next time. I was here. Let's make the deal. What's... Yeah. And then my mother always told me to make a lasting impression. So they beat the fuck out of him with these really heavy metal chains. Right. This was the perfect time for him to, like, hand, like, a... uh, an imprint of his butt or something like that. <laughs> it's a lasting impression. He's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, the deal is going to be expensive, but the comedy's free, sir. <laughs> ah. oh, that's gross. Notice the wisps of hair that have, uh-huh. the ink is really captured as I put my ass on yep. this piece of I paper. I signed it next to the ball hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he also cuts the bug in half because it's buzzing around the camp bug. And so now they have no, they can't see what's going on. And so Simon rides up. Sure. Well, he doesn't just ride up. He jumps over a harbor. Yeah, he jumps from one boat to another, and now he's on a road. Which is the entire harbor. Like, it's, this is a hell of a motorcycle jump. Yeah, I don't think that this is is a real guy. I think that this is. This had to be rope assisted. a, A mannequin on a motorcycle that they just like put a jato rocket on and just went oh it had to be no it, it was wire assisted so they got a fucking crane for this shot oh absolutely they got a crane for a lot of these shots maybe they did spend 10 million dollars maybe they up. did Jesus but the way that the motorcycle shoots from one side to the other it doesn't go up hardly at all it no. goes straight yeah the only way to do it was with wires. it looks it looks super silly and then so he lands right and 
uses his motorcycle to crash two other motorcyclers. Well, at this point, what we have is skid. a non-deal happening. Uh-huh. Uh, he's not watching, so he decides to ride his motorcycle there, jump sillily. And then two of the motorcycle henchmen are like, hey, there's another motorcycle guy. Let's kill him with this chain. Right. So they do. But then he slides, and then they both fall, and then they slide, and then everybody slides, and then people leave. And everybody fucking leaves. Well, I guess that cleans it up. So to sum up, what just happened in the first 10 minutes of this movie is one word, and it's nothing. Nothing has happened. But he comes up, and he's like, I saved your ass. You did? Okay, cool. Bye. And he just leaves. He leaves, and the colonel guy's like, what the fuck has happened here? My car's fucked up. My driver's either knocked out or dead. And a man dressed as a bee told me he saved me when clearly he did nothing but fall off his motorcycle. He showed up as the bad guys were leaving. And all he did was fall off his motorcycle. (laughs) And he's dressed like a bee. He gave him a business card. (laughs) Did he? When you're ready to talk. The last time somebody said that to me, I got my car wrecked, my driver dead, and I got my yeah. ass kicked. No, if I we're was talking. To imagine Simon's business card, it'd be one of those that has like a picture of him. It's like a headshot, and uh-huh. it has his name, but then there's no contact information. <laughs> like, right. Thank you. I guess you'll find me next time. And it's and it's not like Danny Ocean's card that just says Danny Ocean. Yeah. Uh, he just didn't realize he needed to put contact it's, information. It's not even. Oh, I forgot the phone number, but it's too expensive to print cards. No, it's not even a business card. It's just a wallet photo. <laughs> Here's a wallet photo of me in case you forgot. And I'm dressed like a bee in the picture, too. You'll remember that way. Uh, so Simon rides back to the sewers, which is where their headquarters. It's like the sewers underneath a church or something. Yeah, it's like his own special Vatican and the friars are there, his buddies. Why are they friars? Uh, because wearing a robe like that is super comfortable. Okay, that's a good point. It's very unwitting. Nobody's going to look for secret agents in a church. Why don't they just get Snuggies or bathrobes? Because then they're not in disguise. But it's, okay, Sam, they're below a church. Sure. They're never in the church. They do go there once. And if they have any relation to a church... Why are they dressed like friars? Are they dressed like monks? They say they're dressed like monks. They They are not dressed like monks. They are dressed like fucking friars. They are, in fact, dressed like friars. And the the larger of the two gentlemen has the friar tuck haircut. Yep. He's gone all the way. Yep. Uh, Friars. Okay. Anyways, whatever. So they're just in disguise in the sewers in their headquarters that they never really leave or like have to do secret stuff ever. Uh, on a random beach someplace. Booby lady. There's a booby lady and a hunky and, guy. Uh, yeah. So now we're introduced to the tits and the French gun show. Uh, we'll just spoil. This is uh, Claire and Michael. They are relevant to the plot. <laughs> you don't think so every time no. you see them. And then three quarters of the way through the movie, you're like, oh, God, they are important. This is the plot of this film. Claire uh, and Michael. Okay. Uh. There's like an old man with them too, who is apparently Michael's dad, is what I had. But I was able to put together yeah. three quarters of the way through the film, and he's like, "Uh, you guys enjoy your time together. It's pretty cool here on this beach." Okay, strange. And uh, he's like, "Stay where I can see you." Right. He's treating them like 
they're going to go off and hump in the sand in front of everyone. <laughs> well. Like, if he turns his back even at all. I mean, this well, is France. Well. This is France. Well, are the, uh, Where the naked lady stands. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, how can we not get through a French movie it's without not- me? The whole country, there's just a place <laughs> in France. Place in France, where the Nicolaitis is. I thought it was the place is the France. Yeah, it's, it's the place in France, and it may be 93% of the co- you know, country, but. Yeah, he's like, hey, stay where I can see you, because there's no hole in the wall. Yeah, oh. we got it. You're six. Uh, <laughs> so. Should be playing with spears with Kim Jong-un. Speaking of playing with stupid things, Simon has got himself to, mixed up in a game of bocce ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fanciest bocce ball set I have ever fucking seen. Why is he playing bocce ball? No, why is this bocce ball like shiny, large They're chrome balls? Giant... I've never seen chrome bocce balls. This has got to be one of the most expensive because sets they're in not, France. They're not bocce balls, Jackie. They're just ball bearings. It's it's not that high tech. Oh. Yeah. So this is not like a special, like, no, really nice set. No, they're just props. They're oh. just props. Fucking dumb. But. Too cheap to buy a $20 bocce ball set. Don't you have anything else to do today, Simon? He doesn't. Just, and, and like, the people of France. Is I he can... like Dom Toretto, too? Because. It appears that the, he gets, like, invited into this bocce game. Like, hey, we need to bring in a ringer. What about Simon? He's just playing bocce with his friend. An That's old what he man? Says. Yeah, he says he lives there afterwards. Huh. So he's just playing bocce. You know, I can explain why he's playing bocce rather than doing anything important. Because in the last scene, he didn't do anything, and he was freelancing outside of it. It's true. He wasn't uh, for hire. He wasn't doing a job. He... Seems to have no idea that there's important people necking on some dock. Right. So he's playing bocce ball because that's all he's got going that Yeah, day. I guess so. And everybody knows that in France, crime only happens at night. Every movie I've ever seen with French people in it, crime happens at night. There's no crime in France during the day. Hmm. I was going to dispute that by saying watch some Jean-Pierre Melville movies, but... Most of his badass scenes happen at night. Yeah, See, he told you. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to keep an eye on that. Jackie may have just uh, discovered something. Okay. So, anyways, uh, unfortunately to Earth, Dane Cook shows up. <laughs> I guess they're old friends. No, no, they're not. He's just trying to pull a fast one. They're not. They have no relationship. They were freshmen. I'm gonna have to go way ahead in the movie, but they're. They like had a class together, a freshman class at CIA Langley, Langley University, which isn't a thing. Right. Um, but Langley University is. Sure. And so they know each other, kind of. But uh, I, I guess Simon remembers him. He says he remembers him anyway. Okay. And he's like, hey, I came to like find you and hang out with you and we're going to be pals again or whatever yeah uh also by the way uh hostage negotiations are happening oh he doesn't say that much he said hey come with me i gotta meet some guys for a thing right which is a hostage exchange oh could have been anything yeah it could have been a hot dog vendor they sell hot dogs in france got it what like at the beach like they do here i'm sure they have some sort of hostage sausage deal they have hostage they got, deals, they got, which is what they're trying to get done here. No, we said and sausage you, deals. You guys keep interrupting me it's with the your sausage talk. the ladies with no pants hold the sausages hostage. <laughs> so that they'll For dance. a little while. <laughs> and then they play the disappearing act. <laughs> <laughs> the sausage does. 
because it doesn't want to pay child support. <laughs> oh. oh. Can we please talk about this hostage exchange? Sausage exchange? No, not the sausage exchange. The hostage exchange. Okay, okay. I'm ready. It goes wrong. <laughs> it goes- <laughs> Shit goes south. One of the bad guys is dressed like the man in the hat from Curious George. Oh, the only boy. way that you can't tell that he's not him is because he's got a very thick mustache. Yeah, there's bullets flying. Uh, the There's a kung fu lady that attacks who oh, yeah. has a part in this film. Uh, she beats the shit out of Dane Cook, which is pretty awesome. Even though before that, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go dinosaur on your ass. And it seriously is the most punch me scene in all of film I've ever seen. You know what's sad, though, is that like that is one of his signature moves because every time you see it... Uh, Dan Cook, come into your town commercial. That's what he's doing. He the his first bit that got him on like <laughs> evening at the improv, here's ten minutes of Dane Cook. It was the Raptor that got everybody laughing. You're kidding. I'm not. But if you watch Jim Carrey's shit from back then too, it's equally as painful. I beg to differ because this is like I I'm out. I have regretted not watching any given Sunday at this point in the film. I fucking hate Dane Cook so bad. I want to eject this disc and throw it at a zombie. At this point in the movie, I'm going, the drugs did not affect this film at all. Right. What the fuck? <sighs> so anyway, she beats the shit out of him. It's great. I love that part. Uh, and then Simon and her getting into a tablecloth duel. Magically appearing... Long curtains? And tablecloths? I think one of these has got to be a sail It's so big. Right. This was awesome. It's bananas. Like, how do you snatch a briefcase with a sheet? He used the towel whip, like the butt towel whip. To knock a, to a knock, heavy briefcase yeah. off a table. Then he kicks a curtain and, like, does a pirouette. <laughs> and he ties this ninja lady to a pirate. To a pirate. <laughs> awesome. You're like, what the fuck? I'm back in. Yeah, right. And uh, it turns out later that there was no money in this briefcase to make the exchange. There was just a CD. Well, you're missing the best actress of the film is right here. Yeah, we already talked about her. We can move on. I love this lady. Uh, I want to give. I just want to give her a second. I like the pirate. heads up. So it turns out that there was no money in the briefcase that, that for this hostage exchange. It was just a CD. The whole thing was a big setup, and Dane Cook's like, what the fuck? I don't even know. It's a screw job. Have you guys seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah. It happened two or three years before this. So Nick calls his boss, and he's like, what's up? Because his boss is the Claire's dad, the kidnapped girl. Kidnapped girl. Uh, here, dad... Is like, get my daughter back, and in order to do that, don't worry about what's in this briefcase, but give it to these bad guys, because yeah. it's a CD that has government secrets on government it. Government secrets on it. Okay. <laughs> yep. He's got glasses, though, and a tie, so you can take him seriously. Right. And he's the employer of Dane Cook's character. This is a Neil Diamond CD. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. The hidden lost disc. Mm. Do all Neil Diamond CDs have uh, government secrets on them? If you if you own- play them backwards. Yeah, if you have uh, the, the proper computer that they need to unlock the codes. Is that what happens? You get a special yeah. avatar. 
A special avatar. You get a, a special Neil Diamond avatar for your computer. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> like your Twitter account? or Hoogie pun, pun, hoogie pun, pun. You got mail. Yeah. You got mail. This, this only is the only, yeah, it is awful. The only <laughs> thing that the Neil Diamond CD would get is if the ultimate weapon were in women's panties. <sighs> Put that in there, the panties come off. We are done with the sausage exchange. The, <laughs> the sausage exchange is happening again. Neil Diamond has exchanged the sausage more than a few times, I will tell you right now, I think, anyway. And, you know, nothing says sausage like Neil Diamond. <laughs> sausage in the night. Sausage in your eyes. Neil Diamond can't eat sausage uh, after Lent because he's Jewish, and I don't know. Well, that's not even the right. You, you I guess, don't know like, how religions work. You know, he can't eat it ever because it's pork. <laughs> right there, you go. It's unkosher unless he's progressive. Right. You never know. He seems pretty progressive to me. Um. <laughs> oh my god! Way to kill our sausage party. My favorite genre of music is uh, prog Jew. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't talk about his music. He just seems socially progressive. He's like, he's a hip guy. Oh, I thought you meant like progressive rock. Yeah. Prog Jew. Fucking, that's what we're all missing. Emerson, Lake, and Diamond. Yeah, no, I was going to say the fucking (laughs) Ellen Parsons project meets Neil Diamond. That would be something right there. Uh, Okay. These jokes need to... uh be written uh, for Dane Cook because they're better than him. <laughs> yeah, Dane Cook's listening to this right now going, you're making fun oh, of me? Oh, Fuck you. Oh, no, he's taking notes, that motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Dane Cook, he goes to the church for some reason. He's having a crisis of conscience, I guess. And yeah. He's like, praise to Jesus, and the monks are down there fucking with him. They're like, oh, yeah. we're God. Do this stupid shit. And he's like, okay, derp. And then they pull up a panel, and he falls down a chute, landing him in their HQ. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is up, Buster? And he's like, I don't know. They shoot at him with a bunch of blanks. Right, right, right. For the point of scaring him to ask him what the fuck is up, Buster. He doesn't know. I don't know. And then Simon comes out. He's like, oh, okay, I guess he doesn't know anything. Why did you go through all this? He doesn't know anything either. The monks don't know anything. The girl doesn't know anything. The French guns doesn't know anything. Her dad might know something. I His dad doesn't know anything. The French guy with the sword cane may or may not know something. Right. Uh, okay. So they, he's like, uh, I just showed up and I hung out with Simon and we were in a hotel room and I think he could have asked me anything he wanted to know at that point, but he didn't. Now I'm here. Uh, here's the CD. They plug it in. Uh, it's got 62 it's got a, bits of encryption. Yeah, it's got a DoD logo on it. We just stepped in some shit, boys. Yeah, it's going to take days to crack this uh, encryption. Whatever. It's just a picture of DoD so they can make their own stationery yeah. and fuck with people. That's all that this is. There's no like special thing behind it. On the disc? Yeah, it's just oh, the stationary logo. There's a special thing on the disc. Yep. I, I'll be curious to know what it is, but it's definitely special. Uh, anyways, so meanwhile, the dar- the daughter, uh, Claire, sure. she and Michael are out. Having a sausage party. They are really having a sausage party. She has easily had the nicest kidnapping in the history of film. Well, I don't think she's been kidnapped at all. I think she is. She is kidnapped. By Michael's dad. 
she just neither, doesn't realize it. Neither does he. Michael? No. No, Michael's dad does. He's the only one. He's He has kidnapped her to get the disc sure. so that he can give it to Ashton. To Ashton. She it, and Michael both are kidnapped while enjoying the French Riviera. Well, see, that's how it works. He's just like, come to my house for the weekend. And she's like, sure. That sounds And then great. Ashton shows up and he's like, ha ha, kidnapping of opportunity. She's kidnapped right now. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, give me the disc or I kill everybody. Okay. Oh, so she's, okay. But first we're going to the winery. Yeah. yeah. We, well, I guess if we're going to be kidnapped victims, we might as well enjoy it. Uh-huh. Dude, if I'm ever kidnapped, this is the kind of kidnapping Absolutely. I want. Absolutely. I hope my kidnapper has like one of those huge yachts with like that giant hot tub in the back of it and like where the chopper can land to, like all that sweet shit and like go jet skiing and yeah. maybe like uh enjoy some uh fine wine. Yeah, sure. cheeses. Well, yeah. if you're the rich father of a French gymnast, uh-huh. And some guy with a cane who seems fairly evil mm-hmm. well, comes and tells you that everybody's been kooky, kidnapped at least. BTW. Mm-hmm. You're like I've already got this weekend itinerary, and he says, that's fine. Yeah, just go ahead. Just give me a copy of the itinerary, then I'll know where you're at. Right. Like, thank you, I guess. Here's some gift certificates to Dave and Buster's. (laughs) We don't have that in France because we're not dumb. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I said Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I said I wanted to have a nice kidnapping, yeah. not a stupid one. Not a dumb one. Wait, they've got fries there, don't they? Trans fat. <laughs> oh, that's their problem. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the guns being pointed at their heads at all times. They don't even see any guns. These no. two kids. No, they're oblivious to the fact that they're hostages. Yeah, they've got bodyguards, which I'm. I'm pretty sure that the Michael kid is probably used to because his dad seems to have a lot of money. Sure, I yeah. Can, I so that. that probably is not out of the ordinary for him. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, "I love you, muscles," and I'm just going to say that if I get kidnapped, I hope that the guy that kidnaps me that wants to smack face is Gerard Butler. Like, we could be kidnapped together. Again, you're just... Uh, yeah. Just... He doesn't listen, Jackie. It's never going to happen. I'm just saying, if he I, did... I understand. If he wanted to go on a kidnapping vacation is, with me, I'd be okay with it. He is not... First on the itinerary, sausage exchange. <laughs> sausage exchange! He is not going to be the first voicemail we have on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to tell you. You don't know that. Somebody I could do. pretend... I to be really Gerard Butler do. and leave me a sexy giant message. Because I've already traveled back in time and left a voicemail <laughs> saying, Gerard Butler's not calling! <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> You're not invited to the sausage party. I don't... No, okay, good. Anyways, so... Simon and Nick are staking out all of town looking for Claire, who yes. they are now trying to rescue. And uh, they spot the Kung Fu lady. Who uh-huh. is also part of the Claire kidnapping? Keep an eye on these kidnapped people. Sure, but she's don't interfere with them having a nice time. Yeah, well, she's freelancing for uh, Mike's father. Yeah. Okay, she's watching after Mike. Really? All right. She's just trying to get the disc because Mike's father's like, we get this disc. These two don't even realize they've ever been kidnapped. And she's like, they just have a normal weekend. She's she like, goes this is home, a good plan. They, they're oblivious to anything anyway because they've just been sucking on each other's faces the entire time. Why don't they just give them the disc? Because they don't fucking have it. I know. Simon does. Simon needs to figure out what's going on. If he gives him the disc, then all of it's over. He won't have any clue. Okay. He's in it because he's, he's in the dark and he doesn't like it. <laughs> he's like, I'm Simon. I need to know. Right. 
I'm going to fuck up everybody's day so that I can have some idea of what's happening here. Uh, I also want to say that um, at this point, I'm looking at this lady going, God, do you ever brush your fucking hair? That was uh, that was a look back in the uh, late 90s, Jackie. Oh, my God. It looks terrible. It looks yeah. like she her hair is just fried terribly. It's called the blow up. And just crinkly and gross. Like, hey, I haven't washed my hair in four days. Yeah. And I haven't bothered combing either. Yeah, it was a real thing when you over bleached your hair and it just went all directions. That was it was called the blow up. I remember the blow up. Oh my god, what a poor choice. Anyways, I don't really care about her hair. Uh you just want to get back to the sausage party. Nick calls her and yes. is like, Hey, uh, here's the deal. Let's meet up. Uh, yep. I've got the disc. Uh you go over here, now go over here, now go over here, go over here. While Simon is just following her. And dressed like in the a horse salesman. Very disguisey disguise like he's right this isn't such a disguise that if you were wearing a disguise this would be a disguise for the disguise because i can't even really describe it he's got like a one of those rain hats from the far east uh-huh. and then he's got like sort of this monk thing but then he's got like a carpet on top of that right and a bandolier i don't know what he's wearing <laughs> well he gets the outfit from the guy who's selling plastic horses Oh yeah, we see this guy before. He's selling plastic horses on the beach. He's a he's one of those chiclet guys. What chiclet guys? You know, okay, okay, you guys have never been to Mexico, but in Mexico, they have these little kids, and they they run up to you and they have chiclets, and they're trying to sell you sure. chiclets, and they're dressed like adult men selling horses, wearing rugs, bandoliers, yes, rain hats and robes, yeah, yeah. except for the rain hat. It's science, Sam. All right. Uh, anyways, let's get back to the plot. We're at the second disc exchange. So Simon almost gets spotted by her because of bad directions from Nick. Yeah. And then he runs into the winery and Michael causing Michael and the Claire lady to run away too. Yes. They're running away anyway because they're drunk. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're looking just, for a place to screw behind the winery. They don't even know at this point in time. They don't know what's going on. They're just having fun still. Yes. Yes. They're going huh. to the, have their own sausage party. Yeah. Okay. And then there's some moderate karate. Yeah. Uh, Simon gets attacked by Jeff Lee, who is uh, what I'm going to call him because he kind of looks like Jet Lee. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, the Kung Fu henchman of Ashton's. Ashton. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah, and the kung fu lady comes in here. It's a three-way kung fu fight. Three-way. hey Sausage party. No, it's not a sausage party because there's a veg in there. But he, like, after beating them up, Simon gives her the disc. He's like, hey, here you go anyway. She has a gun, and he's like, here's the disc. Yeah, he can take that gun. But it's a fake one. Right. And he makes off with Dane Cook and the, and the gal. Yeah, they get, they get Claire. They get Claire. Yeah, and they have to Daughter. kidnap her because she doesn't realize that she's been kidnapped. Right. It's a double kidnapping. For a rescue. It's right. a, it's a double negative equals a positive. Oh, okay. But they that just leave sense. Michael on the street. Yeah, bye. To be raped by a hobo. Yeah, he can take care of himself. He's got guns. And he's like, so am I still kidnapped? He's like, they kidnapped her because I didn't know about the first kidnapping. So to me, it appears outwardly as a single well, rather than a double. She's double kidnapped, which means she's unkidnapped. She's unkidnapped. But that makes me still kidnapped. He doesn't realize it, though, so he's an unaware single kidnap victim. Okay, so it's like a negative kidnapping. Yeah. Which... Hers is like a negative. His is still a positive. Well, he's two because he's 
doesn't know yes that he's exactly not unkidnapped sure which is kidnapped but without her he's actually not kidnapped at all correct okay who's kidnapped now? <laughs> is anybody kidnapped at this point every viewer of the film right? <laughs> oh and they're uh, he's got a citron D- dsv sure and they're trying to get away. They've yes. got uh, armed gunmen chasing them in cars. So at this point now, her father's, because this is the man dressed like the guy in the hat from Curious George, it's the mustache henchman and the bald henchman. Uh-huh. And they're now chasing down Dane Cook and Simon in with BMWs. Uh-huh. And they're like, we need to get the girl back. Let's fill her full of lead. Hot lead. Hot lead. Unlimited ammo, too. Yes. They throw a lot of bullets at the Citroen. <laughs> they shoot it about 7,800 times, I and think. And at two points in time, the only way for Simon to get away is to put it up on two wheels. Yeah. So Oof. what you do is you put it up on two wheels, and then you lay it down halfway on the other car, and then you put it back up on the two wheels, at which point the driver of the other car will drive off a cliff. Right. There were a lot of really weird cuts in this movie where it was like right in the middle of an action scene and then it would just cut really weird and the car would be, like you just said, off the cliff. Right. Yes. And I had no idea how like half of it even happened. Absolutely. I was like, what? Uh-huh. Yep. So he does that twice and both of these cars drive off cliffs and then Dane Cook says, can't you see that other cliff? And he's like, yep. We're going straight for it. We're headed right for it. And sure enough, they drive right off the cliff. Uh, and fortunately, this car has a special device. Puma Man visual effects. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> very bad visual effects. This is the same type of filmmaking as Puma Man right here. Yep. In a... Puma Man. It's Puma right. Man. Puma Man. Say it right. <laughs> Say it right. <laughs> I believe. Say it like Donald Pleasant, <laughs> you mean? <laughs> Everything he ever said was right. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, there's a parachute on this car. Yeah. Pink parachute. Uh, it, this is the worst. Oh, like, it sucks. It's awful. And I think at one point they were probably going to try to give him some kind of logo because there's like a big lightning bolt on the top of this thing. Oh, yeah, and like it, like he's triple X or something? Yeah, yeah, like I think that at one point in time they were going to try to it give him. supposed to be like an S lightning bolt, but mm-hmm. yeah. never really got there. That was outside of the 10 million. Yeah. They're like, well, okay, I guess we won't make that a thing. <sighs> so he parachutes the car down to his house. Yep. Where they can hang out. Where they explain to her that she's been kidnapped, and she's like, okay, so I was not kidnapped, but I was kidnapped. And then my dad was like, give this guy the disc, and nothing will happen to me. And you didn't. And then that happened again, and then you still didn't uh-huh. give him the disc. Right. And now I'm double kidnapped, which means I'm free. And they're like, yep. So And then she gets on the phone with her dad, and she's like, you'd do anything to keep me and Michael apart. And then hangs up on him. Yeah. Right. But he's also, it seems like the dad is involved with the with the Ashton character the more than the kidnapping. The people that are involved with each other, in actuality, are her dad and Ashton. Everyone else is a victim of circumstance. I would say a victim of circumstance, but these are just nosy people who have gotten themselves into trouble. Correct. Or uh, had a sausage exchange. Yeah. Or like the dad isn't really a bad guy. He was just like, yeah, my gymnast son is 
And his booby lady girlfriend are over here. And like, well, now you're a victim of the circ. He's the only true victim of circumstance. Get the disc or I'll kill everybody. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, I'll have to do that. I don't even know what Here's this disc is. my itinerary. I'm just somebody's dad. Yeah. So at that point, her dad is like, okay, well, I'm going to get on a plane. Because if you're going to do anything right, you got to do it yourself, I, I guess. I guess so. Uh, well, now the arms dealer has gotten a bomb from the general. Ashton has gotten a bomb from this colonel, colonel guy. Who's, you remember? Oh, there's a colonel in the movie. I forgot about him. But he's like, hey, thanks for this guy. Now die. Now die. And he goes, don't turn your back on me when the guy goes to go walk away. and Because I'm him. going home. I loved I've giving you what you wanted. This uh, little bit of production design here. They have this giant supposed military crate mm-hmm. that they open up. And then there's another crate inside of it that has like a punch coat Correct. on it. Right. And then they open that and you're like, oh, they've really gone all the way. What's going to be in there? It's a water heater with a sticker on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, that's an RV water heater. Wow. It's a power saving model. You know, it's not even. Here's the thing is it's presented as if it's like this bomb, like, oh, he's got the nuke or something. Something. It's not even a nuke. No. It's a thing to do a thing. It's just part of the puzzle that. I don't think that that plan. ever pays off. Oh, I, have I think no it does. I, I, I have no idea where, I, where it even goes. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So. This is when I think we decide, we really discover the true nature of these motocross henchmen. Mm-hmm. This is really the first time we get a good look at them. They're also mimes. Or Peaky Blinders. Uh, <sighs> mimes and Peaky Blinders. And they've got a, a a group of guys that are dressed like baseball players on roller skates and another group of guys that are dressed like other characters from the Warriors. I think what, blanking actu- on right now. what actually happened is, is that there was the new wave invasion mm-hmm. in the early 80s. All the makeup English people were making music oh, yeah, that was I popular saw, here. What, what, uh, I saw in the credits one of the uh, henchmen was uh, actually Robert Smith of the Cure. Yeah. Well, these are the French guys that were going to invade after the English wave. And then we right, got right, tired right. of it because all of a sudden White Snake showed up and we're like, David Coverdale's got a huge Johnson. We don't care about that shit anymore. And they're like, oh no, we're still so sad. And they became evil. Yeah, they were uh, luckier. No. Luckier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Okay, so Simon visits the uh, Kung Fu ladies. Like, hey, what's up? Uh, what's I'm just checking in on things. Yeah. Uh, She's on a date. She is? Yeah. Huh. I thought he went to her hotel room. No, this is her place. Okay. But she's got a date with her. Yeah. And what happens to hit that guy? Uh, He he pushes him in the face. Yeah, he goes to her apartment. I thought that was her butler. No, he was kissing her back. If that's the butler, he's did not read the job description. (laughs) Or he did. Well, if that was in the job description, she didn't do a good job writing it. Or she did. Well, she would have him kiss other places that aren't like... Her back. Or she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I really like it on the back. <laughs> Not anywhere else. Nope, just threw my dress on my back. That's my thing here. Uh, Yeah, they have a kung fu fight that leads. It's a fight to the naked. Yeah. And then you're watching it, and you're like, she's got fucking stage lights on her bed. Uh-huh. What the fuck is this? Yeah, well. Oh, She's got a rave bed. Like, let's say it was. Yeah, if this is me and I'm like, oh, man, this chick's hot, whatever. Get back there. I'm half drunk. And she's like, 
Now it's time for hot rave sex. And she does that and she flips the switch and all of a sudden it's and there's lights everywhere. I barf all over her. It's like motion sickness. Oh, you gotta warn me for that shit. I can't even I'm sorry I barfed on your rave bed. Yeah. I just oh it's pro I hope it's plastic. It's a rave bed. You'd it is plastic, be plastic because they do shots from underneath the rave bed and it is like some kind of weird plastic waterbed thing. Oh yeah. So that you know, not only are you raving it out. You're also getting your ass stuck to it, uh-huh. so that you can have weird ass lines when you stand oh, yeah. up. You just got the last. <laughs> oh my god! No, not weird ass. Weird lines. ass lines and the last twelve STDs that were right, on it. Exactly. Maybe that's why it's made out of plastic. She's trying to keep things clean. Ooh. Give me your sausage pull. And then she's riding the sausage. See, we're back to sausage party. <laughs> you are back to sausage party. You're <laughs> loony. All right, so back at uh, headquarters for the uh, douchebag agency. Uh, Which agency is that? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, he, the daughter, Claire, has escaped. Like, she was like, oh, yeah. I've got to go powder my nose. Leave me alone for a minute or two. And then she just goes out the bathroom window. Very cliche. Dean, Dane Cook's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh Michael has helped. Yeah. They say that she's been in the bathroom for two hours, but when he finally doesn't break down the door, just opens it. Right. Uh, she's just now getting away. Yeah, she's just, he can see her running down the street. Well, Michael had dinner plans with his dad. He didn't want to break them. You know, they really needed to have some bonding time. Uh-huh. And then he's like, I'm going to come right after dinner. <laughs> but, you know, the French take a long time to eat. Oh, I, I didn't. thought you were saying come right after dinner and the French take a long time to do something else, but that's okay. Uh, so instead she gets nabbed by the uh, Kung Fu henchman. Sure. Uh, and uh, the uh, Ashton. Yep. And the motorcycle gang find their way into the, douchebag headquarters. Yeah, they, they go through the church. Shoot up the place. Shoot the place up. Blow up all their stuff except for the one thing that they, they need. needed. They, they also leave the uh, that like clear glass grid thing that Mon Mothma stands in front <laughs> right, of. Right, right, right. Because they're like, well, we can't blow that up because somebody will later come and need to say, dozens of Botham spies died to give us this information. That's Even though the only time you'll ever see a Botham, he's a pod racer. That's the worst fucking Mon Mothma I've ever well, heard. I'm a man. Yeah, okay. Do the other thing. <laughs> no, no, that's what Dane Cook does, and he sucks. At I did it. it better than him. Yeah, you did. Uh, I meant the the guy on uh, Moss Eisley that uh, finds where the Millennium Falcons park. <laughs> oh my god! You can do Admiral Akbar too. It's a trap. Everybody does Admiral Akbar. Not as good as me, <laughs> Sam. Uh, not as good as me. Fuck all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam's got sausage party flashing in his head. That's mm. funny. Don't lie. You would get on sausage bed if you would get on. I would bed not get if... on sausage bed. I'll tell you that much <laughs> right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna nip this on the bud. Uh, no, you would get I on would, the rave bed though. I would you barf her? on the rave bed. I'm not joking. That's that's real. It's real life. Somebody turns on rave bed. I'm half drunk. It's what goes in the hole comes out the hole. Yeah, like. <laughs> All right, so Simon goes to see the general, who he has learned is still alive. Didn't get shot, I guess, but oh. he's got he's strapped from the ceiling with a grenade in his hand. Yep. Okay. So it's like a big trap, 
And instead, Ashen's there, and he's being all kooky, and he's like, ha, 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 gotcha. Uh, do you know anything? I don't know shit. Okay, time to die, General. He shoots the General instead of shooting Simon. Yes. Okay. So the General drops the grenade. Then Simon catches the grenade and throws it at Ashton, and he's like, wow, that was a shitty trap. Right. That was a layup to the <sighs> balcony. Kind of. Kind of. Almost. Almost. Uh, Things turn to bananas here. Yes. Big time. I don't even know how to break this down. And so I'm probably not going to try to. Why? Because of the crappy cuts and you can't tell what's happening? Well, this this scene is enough to show up to this movie yes. just on its own. There is a huge elaborate fight in this hotel's kitchen that is all stupid. It yeah. is over the top dumb. This is the sort of uh, Hong Kong choreography that we love in Jackie Chan movies gone completely awry and with an NBA star. All done by people unable to do any of that yes, stuff. Just yeah. every one of them is kung fu inept. And it culminates with a, a mime being in a wig, in a blonde wig. <laughs> like, hey, give me, a, give that mime a Jeff Daniels wig and throw him out of a window. So <laughs> right. they do that, right? And then you're like, okay, well, I guess he got rid of that one. But then Simon jumps out the window after me. Like, okay, well, you're going to die. Where are you going? So he hugs a giant pole and slides down it and then starts shooting everybody while clasping it with his legs. And it looks awful. It looks so bad. And it's awesome. It was, yeah, That's this is the price of admission right here. You're yeah. like, fuck it, I'm in. This is great. Yeah. Uh, so stupid. Absolutely wonderful. And then to top off the end of it, he runs past the dead. Jeff Dunaway wig. Jeff Dunaway? Oh, the Jeff Daniels guy that yeah. lands in a BMW. He yeah. does run past it. And when he gets off of the pole slide where he's shooting everybody, this is, a, I think that they only had a couple tries at this stunt and it didn't go very well. Because right. the stuntman goes through the awning and then eats shit into some tables and <laughs> definitely gets the wind knocked out of him. He's like, oh, not okay. <laughs> not okay. Well, Team Douchebag back at headquarters has, has escaped through some tunnels yeah. from the uh, the exploding they're motorcycle in, gang. They're in the catacombs of the fake church. And that leads them to Quicksand? Well, there's two. They've set a trap. Like, this way goes to the beach. That way goes to Quicksand. They went that way. Ha, 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 ha. No, they're in Quicksand. Why am I sinking? Oh, no, we're in Quicksand. Yeah, unfortunately, Simon shows up and prevents... Uh, Dan Cook's lungs from swelling up with sweet death. Oh, yeah, he yeah. saves him. Saves him. It's too bad. And despite all that destruction, they didn't blow up the disc. They didn't no. grab the disc. They didn't do anything with the disc. They didn't. It's in, in perfect shape. And now, to be very honest, this disc no longer matters at all. I, because I don't understand. Because her dad shows up with a new disc. Oh, God. That's what happened? Yeah. So they're like, oh, we still got the disc, and it, it doesn't matter. Because finally... Uh, point A and point B have now collided and her dad is talking to Ashton and Ashton's like, well, I'm not going to give you the girl yet because I don't know what's on this disc. I didn't bring a computer with me. So I got to go back to my house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they leave and they're across fucking town. Right. So, uh, fat monk buys some sheep. That's correct. And Michael's joined the team now, too. Michael is now on the team. We know this, I guess. I guess we forgot that scene where they're the load up scene. <laughs> like, oh, load up. Lock and load up. And so 
Dennis Rodman's sort of gearing up, and Dan Cook's like, I got failed out of everything. I suck at life. And then Michael shows up, and he's like, oh, I'm French. Watch out. And then uh, Dennis Rodman's like, here's a better gun, fucker. <laughs> he's like, yeah, sweet. You're We're a team, team now. <laughs> I thought you guys kidnapped my girlfriend. You're and saying, then, what? here's a better gun? And cool. he's like, well, this better gun is a symbol of us kidnapping you now which is your second kidnapping, which means that you're unkidnapped. Even though you weren't technically kidnapped, we can still pull a double K, which gives you a single F for freedom. And Claire is kidnapped. She's re-kidnapped. Uh-huh. And here's a better gun, by the way. She was double unkidnapped. Yeah. But now, which was we kidnapped. She's triple kidnapped, which and is now she's back into the negative. Kidnapping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to be clear on the math for kidnappings. Uh, yeah, so... There's some sheep on the road after being purchased for 40 gold pieces. 40 gold pieces. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, those are some really super expensive sheep. Yeah, they I, sure are. Uh, who knows what a sheep costs these days? I bet you it's not the price of a doubloon. <laughs> just why didn't know. He didn't say how big the gold pieces were. Well, yeah. They're just gold fillings that he pulled out of yeah. people's mouths. They are pieces of gold. I didn't say that they are pieces formed into coins. Sure. All right, so anyway, so they, he's blocking the road with the sheep, and the Ashton's like, what the fuck is this? And then Simon walks up, and he's like, uh-uh, Buster. Oh, he doesn't walk up. He drives up in an RV that you've never yeah, seen right, before right. and blocks the road in it. And then the bullets and the fat guy begin to fly. This is when uh, John Panette starts being part of the kung fu in the movie. Yes. And he belly bounces a guy off a bridge. Uh-huh. Does like a uh, three sixty double kick thing, right? Yeah, the sheep uh, aren't helping. Gives a gives a guy the big elbow too. He does. I you know I think the only thing they missed here was that one of the sheep needed to be a karate. Oh, that as well. That would have been great. Or if he threw a sheep and yeah. it's like, like one of them was getting away and he's like, looks like he's going deep. Time for a sheep, and then throws him a touchdown. <laughs> Don't spike the football. <laughs> it's a sheep, <laughs> even though it should be dead from the throw originally. Uh, well, Ashton- well, he also fart lands on somebody. Oh, that's true. Like he jumps down and, and lands on somebody and you hear this. Yeah. I think that was the guy's guts shooting out of his ass. Oh. Yeah. So Ashton has gotten away from all of the shenanigans and he's driving back to his castle. Well, no, he's li- driving back to his observatory that's next to a castle that he lives in. He lives in an observatory. But there's also a castle that they that Dane Cook and uh Michael are climbing up. This is clever shooting. Okay, oh, okay. Well, they say it's a castle. They, yeah, it's a castle. Hey, we made it to the top of the castle. Okay. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's his home and next door is the observatory. I think it's called the chateau. A chateau. A chateau. Chateau Castle. Uh, and Simon chases after Ashton through uh, a tunnel on his motorcycle. Uh, things get pretty awesome in this tunnel. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> There's a motorcyclist coming at Simon. There's three cars and several motorcycles coming at him. Right. And this is the part where it cuts so much that I, I oh, couldn't no. figure out what was happening I was crystal clear again. on what was going on here. The only way that he can get away from these guys yeah. and still chase after Ashton 
is if he barrel rolls his motorcycle along the tunnel roof, Jackie, yeah. a loop-de-loop, as it were, yes. on a crotch rocket, uh-huh. causing the other motorcycles to crash into each other and trucks and explode in a huge fireball Which that is... shoots Simon straight out of it. He's yeah. blown to safety while also increasing his speed in his pursuit of Ashton. All well-dressed as a bee. Right, as as a bee. (laughs) My next note is basically just bullets, bullets, bullets. Lots of bullets fly for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. with much more shenanigans uh, happening. The boys find Claire and the Kung Fu girlfriend, so they get them out of there. That's cool. They are officially now super team. Which means that everybody has finally become unkidnapped. Yeah. And I imagine at this point, because we need, we see neither father again. Correct. That they've met and that they're becoming amicably friends because they know that obviously their kids are going to get married. Right. Like, I'm sorry that I forced a double kidnapping into a triple kidnapping. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's okay. It was my fault. I worked for the government and they have a nice lunch. All well. We see the two dads at the end of the film. They're sharing a car together. Right. Oh. So I, I think that you're on the right track. Sure. They probably are having a sandwich somewhere. And uh, they, they do that thing where it's like, hey, are you paying for the dinner? I'm not paying for the dinner. And then they do that like handshake, point guns at, at each, each other, other, wink, wink, and then high five. Then yeah, they right. dine and dash. They dine and dash. That's where <laughs> I was going. They're like, you paying? You paying? And then they both go, remember young love? Yeah. Wink. And they just leave. <laughs> Okay, so Ashton has finally put this new disc into his observatory computer. Yeah. Where he has his own custom software where he is the annoying Microsoft paperclip. He has found, he was like, I need several hundred software engineers to design me something more annoying than the Microsoft paperclip. And they're like, it's you. You are more annoying. Yeah. You can do all of that shit, Ashton. Hey, this thing had a really nice eyebrows. <sighs> Okay. They were very charismatic. Huh. The paperclip? The paperclip? No, the new Ashton Which thing. is just the paperclip, Jackie. It's the same character. Well, I wish we still had the paperclip because- Fuck the paperclip. Cornita is even more annoying. Cornita. Cornita, when you take uh, a burrito and you stuff it into a corn taco, the Cornita. I thought that now that's Now add Taco what, Bell. That's the new Windows thing is Cornita. Yep, it is. It I is actually Cornita. use it. I'm like, Cornita- Tell me what in the movies are showing. Nachos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she says, I'm sorry, your president's going to build a wall, thereby cutting me off from your country. And you will not be allowed to have virtual Mexican assistance anymore. <laughs> the movies are playing at Make a Run for the Border. Oh, no. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Buy the new Cornita. Two for 99 cents. It's Cortana, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cortana. Her name yeah. is Cortana. Not Cornita. Cornita. <laughs> well, I like the paperclip better. The paperclip? The paperclip's like, do you like to know where the power button is? I know where the fucking power button is. Otherwise, I'd be looking at you, you goddamn paperclip. Yeah, but the paperclip also gives you the eyebrows. Oh, yeah. It gives you the sidewise glance like, hey, need any help over there? It, shows you- it makes you feel special. Hey, paperclip, how do you run a cross-query, uh, cross-column query by and sort by uh, 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 leading factor. Uh, do you, would you like to know where the power button is? Yeah. No, I already said no. The paperclip would get in the way, like if you're trying to click on something, it would get in the way of what you were trying to do. 
uh, and tell you how to do something I'm else. I'm just curious. I thought maybe you might like to know if, where the power button is. <laughs> yeah, or you're, you're trying to click save as. The paperclip gets in the way, and you click the paperclip, thereby causing the computer to freeze, losing all of your progress. <laughs> That's what the fucking paperclip did. And then when you reboot, it says, hey, it seems like you didn't shut down properly. Yeah. Would you like to know where the power button, power button is? is? And you're like, no. And then it tells you when you don't sit down properly, you might lose progress. I'm like, you fucking lost the progress. <laughs> Love that paperclip. Yeah, that's why I was on a fucking Mac until they got to XP. Fuck the paperclip. <laughs> Fuck the paperclip. Cornitas do sound nice, though. <laughs> Cornitas. I only wonder if Cornitas are a thing, because it does sound like it should be. <laughs> they it are, sounds very they delicious. They are to a certain banana pod coast. Banana pod coast. Banana pod coast. Okay. I've got rubber lips, too. So, anyways, uh, he, Ashton has now got the disc with his own custom software on it that does have an option to surf the web, which is nice. And we, find, uh, we found out that the water heater is a super laser. It's a super laser that plugs into his telescope jackie is already super laser so he can't yeah that's true it is a super laser already sort of uh it's a super prism anyways it bends light around to wherever you want it so you can see stuff bigger uh he's gonna use this to blow up the eiffel tower yeah because he is tired of looking at it Uh uh-huh well he's gonna demonstrate his power once he blows this up then he's going to real then people will realize they can pay him to blow more stuff up yeah, he's already had the you're cards like, made okay. that say four higher with his phone number on yeah, it. Yeah, and you're like, what? You're not going to hold shit hostage? You're actually, people are going to come and ask you to blow shit up versus the other way around? <laughs> right. Dude, I would hire you're that nuts. service. <laughs> Fucking hate your neighbor. You're like, um, five, five, five. I don't think that... Uh, and then just blow up their house, and then you'd be like, yes. I, I don't think we have it in the budget to blow up our neighbor's Jackie. <laughs> just the one. Just I the th- one neighbor. Maybe we could take a collection plate up, like go from house to house, and be like, hey, we're getting ready to laser somebody. If it, you don't want it to be you, you better contribute to this fund. I am going to write down the day that we do a podcast where she doesn't become a supervillain, mm. because... Every podcast, you find a way to become a supervillain. Yes, you want to hire this guy to blow up stuff, which is what villains would want. And yeah. I'd also blow up anybody who had a nicer car than me. Hmm. Well, that's not the people. person, but the the car. Oh, be like, <laughs> well, say goodbye to all the 1984 Toyota Tercels out there. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Fuck you. I saw one of those on Craigslist. They wanted three grand. I was like, are you kidding me? Even if it worked. No. Okay, we have to move on. So Simon shows up and uh, him and uh, the uh, Jeff Lee guy get into a fight while uh, Ashton's setting up the laser to fire. But this is a good, clever bit of editing because what the henchman has weapon wise is a blade cane and it's Uh really stupid it ends up just looking like an odd pipe cutter or something right so they just try to get rid of it completely but it shows up in a couple shots it's like a like a a long ice hook or something it sucks i thought it was a pizza cutter yeah i'm not gonna lie that could be that too and then when it finally got up close i was like oh not a pizza cutter either way after a long and uh protracted battle they uh he gets trapped by his own cane he's stuck yeah up, up on top of the laser he gets sort of somehow we are reintroduced to Simon's magic ability to control sheets and ropes because he 
when the henchman hooks one of the uh, rails, Simon then ties his opposite foot to another mm-hmm. rail magically mm-hmm. and instantaneously, thereby trapping him. I'm stuck up here. So then he goes down and fights Ashton, and he uses Ashton's own sword cane yes. against him by chucking it at him, long story short, uh-huh. through the tummy, which stabs him into the laser's power source, uh-huh. which then electrocutes everything, causing the observatory to explode in a huge fireball. Well, in the last gasp, his saving throw, Ashton, while being electrified, points at Simon and a very slow lightning bolt starts to develop from his finger. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like, I better get out of here. This doesn't look right. Because this guy can control lightning now. Uh-huh. I'm I'm gone. I think I've just created a, a, a supervillain. Uh-huh. This guy might become Electro. Oh, boy. What See, and I, I, done? I thought that he was pointing towards the console so that he could hit the power button to make it blow the Eiffel Tower up. I thought that he was pointing at his own computer software and saying, this is what happens when you redesign the paperclip yeah. and make it shittier. You can't blow up the Eiffel Tower because it got in the way again. Would you like to know how to turn the power off? <laughs> I, do, I don't need to know that because I am in the power supply right now. <laughs> uh, I'm in it. I'm in it with my own sword. <laughs> Uh, so he's dead. The observatory's been exploded. Uh, Simon doesn't look at the explosion. No, he doesn't. That's pretty badass. Later, Dane Cook has uh, gone all red Rodman. Uh-huh. He's got the nose piercings and the sure. ear piercings and the, the dumb tattoos and the stupid hair. And the Bumblebee motorcycle You're business. Right, right. Key. And Simon's going to go on a date with his new kung fu girlfriend. His old kung fu girlfriend. Yeah, new old. New again. We don't have a clue what happens to uh, Claire and uh, Michael, but we can make some assumptions. I that thought that was their wedding. Live happily ever after. Yeah, that, that, they that was were their wedding. at their wedding. I thought they were just having lunch. No, they, no. that's their wedding. Oh, well, how about that? And then the two dads get in the car behind them. Uh-huh. And, High five. Yep. You know, then uh, kung like, fu girlfriend's going to get a ride on a disco stick. Again. Again. This afternoon for the third time. The end. The end. Oh, and we find out that um, Friar Tuck used to be a pole dancer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Questions from the peanut gallery. First question. How the fuck does he not say Simon Says at any point in this movie? Simon Says Die. Simon Says Don't Do That. What did they call it Simon Says for? Because when Wesley Snipes says it in Demolition Man, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, this movie had plenty of opportunities to sling that out it there. It certainly did. Did not once. Did the not do it one time. really weren't that good. Uh, they were really stupid, but kind of forgettable. Yeah. Like, you watch them. Oh, man, that was terrible. But you can't, like, really recall, like, stick around or anything like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Simon Says should have been sped. Lots of opportunities. Yeah. Jackie? So when are we going to get to the place in France? Uh, Thursday? With the other place in France besides all of the French places we've been so far? You know, where the naked ladies dance. Oh, my God. You're just going back to being six. Okay. Yep. <laughs> cool. I don't really have any questions. Yeah, I don't Skip. really either. I, uh, I've got another question. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Do both of their parents get taken to Guantanamo Bay? No. 
Okay, why? Because during this entire fucking thing, sure. nobody of any authority has even a clue what's happening. Like, why? Who would who would know about this whole thing? It's because if you think about, we have to work backwards through this. The U.S. Department of Defense has the software to operate the French laser water heater that only works in a bad guy's telescope. That doesn't make any sense. But they wouldn't even know that they've lost their disc because it's just a fucking CD that can be copied at any fucking point in time. Yeah. Does anyone in the story world understand what happened after the fact? The like what happened to that observatory that used We're, to be up there? I don't know. Well, let's not worry about did it. Did we just blow that guy up? Yeah. Why did we do that? You know, I don't know. He had some mimes that were shooting at me. I, I figured he was bad. Yeah. Huh. All right. Let's go to lunch. Was his custom software with him in it on the fucking disc? That's what it makes it seem like. So did the U.S. government steal his disc from him? To power their own space laser? And if it's a fucking space laser, how's it going to blow up the Eiffel Tower, which is just down the fucking street? It doesn't street? arc. So it travels shoot- straight. It doesn't work. You got to have like a giant mirror someplace. At one point in time, they said it only traveled 300 miles. It only travels 300 miles. So he can only blow shit up in France. In France. But they're going to pay him. (laughs) Pay him, man. Will you pay? See, this is the neighborhood laser show. This is dumb. (laughs) Uh, I'll teach Pierre to steal my French bread. Guys, give me your final recommendations on Simon Says. Do not. What? I am so sorry that I even, oh, God, just, Dean Cook just ruined this. Dane Cook. He just ruined this movie for me. I just fucking hate him so much. I fucking hate him so much. Didn't care. It was too stupid and too much fun. I loved it. Uh, I, 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 I'm, at 30 minutes, I was saying, God damn it, if Dean Cook hadn't been in this, this would have been one of the best, funnest, stupid movies we've ever done. Uh, by the end of it, I had been convinced. I, I learned to ignore the Dane Cook. Uh, the movie started to ignore him pretty well. Started by to the ignore end him as well. Too. Yeah. So uh, it is a do from me. Uh, it could have been a mega do from me, but that first thirty minutes of Dane Cook, I just wanted him to fucking become on fire. I fucking hate that yeah. guy, and you will never convince me that he's funny, no matter what. Well, you uh, try to. So I didn't mind him as bad the second time. So it's a do, but it's it's a barely over the do f- uh, line for me, and it's a real fucking shame. This could have been a mega do, but yeah, it's a do, and it is one of the worst action movies I've ever seen. This I think is, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This is a bad one. This, this is, is a, a real bad movie, and I. That's why it's such like I'm saying it's a mega do because it's. One of the worst movies ever made, and it's only 85 minutes long, so you're not going to really fuck yourself yeah. over time-wise right, either. Right, right. Uh, I don't know how Dane Cook had a career after this. I just don't know who saw him and was like, yep, let's do him. Hey, it's the Raptor guy. Uh, boy. Well, you know, he sold out shows, so apparently he some people liked him. Top earner two years in a row. College kids are stupid. Uh, let's get to some streaming do's and don'ts, why don't we? First off, uh, with a movie that Sam and I watched starring Oliver Reed, Rage to Kill on Amazon Prime. This is the one with the hot tubs? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. This was, I was already sort of on the, like, on the way there that I was like, 
deciding that my hero later in life was going to be Oliver Reed <laughs> and his drunken performance in this David Winters picture got me all the way there. He is, you, oh boy. You hear these stories about Oliver Reed where everybody's like, oh, he was just this monster on the set. You couldn't imagine. And after 12, after one o'clock, he was so drunk you couldn't use him. But then you have other people say, no, he's a consummate professional, but yeah, he drank a lot. And then, you wonder why nobody ever used it. David Winters used it. He was like, whatever you do, sir, I'm going to shoot. And the result is fantastic. Drunk men. He was gurgle drunk in two of the scenes. Yes, he was. Unbelievable. Uh, and I just want to read the first uh, from the IMDb synopsis written by Dinky Four of Minneapolis. Uh, first, four words. Race car driver Blaine Stryker. That's all you got to know. Oh, yeah. When that's... your movie starts out with race car driver Blaine Stryker. Uh-huh. Uh, he, this guy is also like a secret agent, super awesome, uh-huh. who goes in and teams up with his brother, who is at a college that has been kidnapped by Oliver Reed because he likes naked ladies. Yes. Uh, and so they have to lead a college kid coup against the uh Oliver Reed established regime. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's like it's like Red Dawn only in reverse. versus a drunk guy. Right, but it's in reverse because they invade the regime. Yeah. Of college kids. And it's the first well it's part of this whole David Winters team up with uh South African film production. The guy that plays the race car driver striker dude, mm-hmm. he's the South African action star at the right, time. Right. And I think they do several movies. He's in Space Mutiny as well. Oh no! Yeah, he's the he's the second bad guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in that movie. I really liked Rage to Kill. Generic title again from the AIP group, but whoa, was it a lot of fun? Yeah, of the AIP movies, it might not be my favorite, but it is my favorite of the David Winners movies. Yeah, so absolutely, far. definitely. I will double stamp that one. Uh, next up, so that's two dudes, right? Yes. Okay. Next up uh, with Riff Tracks. On Amazon Prime as well, of course. Uh, Jackie and I watched Fever Lake, starring Corey Haim. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Mario Lopez. <laughs> oh, boy. I think you get a fever from watching it. Uh, anybody else that you could remember? Wasn't there somebody uh, pretty pretty famous in this one, Jackie? Uh, I thought one of the girls was somebody. Oh, Bo Hopkins, of course. Mm. You got to have Bo Hopkins in your shitty movie. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Fever Lake is, uh, like one of those Corey is just on the cusp of being too old to be in high school, but the film is confused on whether he is still the Corey Haim of the eighties. Like, oh, he's, he's cool, but wholesome kid, but now he's almost in college. And you're like a little bit after the fact on, uh. Saved by the Bell as well. So this right. is just like this is these guys after the fact. Yes, and and it's one of those established film, uh, uh, obvious tropes where college kids go to a, a spooky cabin. Sure, even though this cabin is like if you rented this cabin out that they stay in, I don't know, six thousand dollars a week. Oh, it is. This is a serious cabin, uh. and they're like. It's been deserted for decades, and it's like 
fucking nice. It's, like, <laughs> it's been deserted since the last time the maid was here. <laughs> yeah, that's more six hours it's, ago. It's more like a staff of maids, Sam. Yeah, it's pretty bitching. <laughs> this cabin, this deserted, spooky cabin. It's, yeah, it's this, a chalet. Yeah, this house has definitely has a groundskeeper of some sort. Absolutely, that is watching over this property. That the furniture, the furniture and stuff in it is modern furniture. It's all right. really nice stuff. And it's you know like, why? Because it's the executive producer's cabin. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just shoot it at my cabin. But it needs to be like where Ash goes and finds the Necronomicon. Uh, we don't have the budget for that. <laughs> we don't have the budget for a shitty cabin. Just use mine. Yeah. It's fine. Just like use the tool shed maybe and, and put make it seem like a cabin. So yeah, we see creepy. the tool shed in this movie and it's like a fucking barn. Yeah, it's fucking nice. <laughs> Even the tool, sh- tool shed's got an apartment upstairs. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, it's got a wet bar in it. <laughs> Fuck. It's like, oh, okay. And it's also confused because in any of those given scenarios where you're like, okay, the college kids are going up to the cabin to do what? Well, they're going to go up there, party and screw, right? Yeah. But you've got the wholesome <laughs> confusion going on. And this group of rebel rousers, and like they even have the the part where the harbinger, who was a cop, yeah. pulls them over. Is like, you kids are gonna get into real bad times, aren't you? And at no point do they conduct any nefarious. Like the girls show up, they all go to separate rooms. <laughs> there's no alcohol. There's no booze. There's no smokes. There's no drugs. There's not even any swearing from these kids. They They're go just, to bed early so they can get up and go fishing that's in the morning. Correct. Jesus. It's, what the fuck is this horror movie doing? Yeah. Jason walks by and goes, I don't have any reason to kill them. Yeah, I got no time for that shit. Yeah. I got to kill some fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Hames reading Hemingway, <laughs> you know, with a Snuggie on in this old lady <laughs> recliner. You guys want to make some macaroni necklaces later? Duh. Uh, yeah, boy, oy, 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 oy. and then the deaths in this thing, there's, I mean, it's none of it's on screen, obviously it's all off screen cause there's zero dollars. Um, but they're really fucking dubious. Like a girl may or may not have been killed by a werewolf who could have been an Indian's ghost. Oh, or also just a wolf who was wandering by. Huh? But the film never tells us what happens to her. Oh. Oh, Chief Redcorn was in this. Yeah, Chief Redcorn. Yeah, who may or may not be a werewolf's ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from Twin Peaks. He was in there. Oh. Chief Redcorn? I thought it was John Redcorn from King of the Hill. I I don't know. I don't know who the chief guy is in Twin Peaks. Anyways, a long story short, Fever Lake. Jackie, what do you think? do it was it's kind of funny uh it's kind of funny i gave it a five out of ten which puts it into the uh, category so i unfortunately even though as much as i've just built it up it's really kind of boring so i'm gonna give it a don't but uh, uh the, with riff tracks of course do but yeah, uh on, not its, on own, its own no no not enough there next up we are getting close guys we're gonna do two things next week it's gonna be my pick and we're going to do Last Action Hero, which I've been promising for some uh. time now. Uh, and these map nominations are coming out next week. So that'll be cool. 2017. Very excited. Uh, I'm uh, nominating a small movie that I may have been the producer, star, director, uh, writer. Okay. Uh, Just make a phone video of one of the dogs? Yep. <laughs> How did you know? 
It's not getting a Smabfa. No. But I gave it a voice. That's. I talked behind the camera like I was the dog. Didn't even do a post-production voiceover. Just just screamed into the back of the phone. It's yep. Good. Filmmaking. Anybody uh, can do it now. Hopefully you didn't even turn it sideways. You just did the tall, tall <laughs> movie of the dog where you're yelling at the phone. Yep. Excellent. Sam, take us out. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper. Quickly, right? Quickly, right? Right. Happy, 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 happy. It's pappy. Pappy. I thought it was play that beat, play that beat. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense than Pappy Pappy. <laughs> well, that's the guy from CNC's Music Factory's name is Pappy. Isn't uh, it? I don't know. I don't think it is. I think it makes more sense the way she said it. <laughs> I'm Pappy. Well, most of that shit from the 80s, 90s, whenever, it didn't make any sense anyway. Right. Speaking of not making sense, let's do this.